Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. It's safe to say that Atlanta is a fairly American place. It's the home of Coca-Cola, the Ebenezer Baptist Church where Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. preached, and the house where Margaret Mitchell wrote Gone with the Wind. The city is both the gateway to the South and itself a big old hunk of Americana pie. And just a 90-minute drive north, in the Chattahoochee National Forest section of the Appalachians, sits another Georgia town teeming with a certain distinct national aesthetic. Helen, Georgia is more of a nod to the German Alps than a testament to the red, white, and blue, but it sprouted up as a result of a very American instinct, capitalism. We spoke with one Matt Getney, the author of The Story of Helen, Georgia, a book chronicling the town's history. He said, we have basically no cultural authenticity. When the thing was started, it was purely a marketing scheme. Okay, so this little alpine town complete with pretzel shops, beer halls, and blacksmiths did not rise from the Appalachians on the backs of Northern European immigrants who wanted to celebrate their old world heritage and culture. Instead, it was a couple local entrepreneurs and a creative sketch artist who dreamed up the village as a way to create some buzz and draw in some tourist dollars. Still, this faux Bavarian village looks enough like the real thing, thanks to a smartly appointed mountain aesthetic that was decades in the making. Annual German-inspired events like Oktoberfest and a European car show also help. And perhaps that's why every year, under normal circumstances, Hordes of visitors wander their way into White County, Georgia for a little slice of Bavaria. And weirdly, Helen is not the only town in the United States that aims to recreate the old country. There are at least a handful of European replica towns spanning the U.S., from Leavenworth, uh, Washington's Bavarian vibe, to Little Switzerland, North Carolina's Swiss Alpine aesthetic. Each has its own unique story, but all of them have been attracting tourists for decades. They all go for a nostalgic take on Northern European nations, perhaps because they're also located in mountainous areas, and also because of the timing of immigrant waves intersecting with the newfound love of travel in the 1950s, thanks to America's burgeoning car culture. Take Solvang, California, which draws inspiration from the North Sea nations. The Danish-inspired village and its assortment of windmills popped up near the Southern California coast after three Danish teachers struck out to establish a community for their compatriots in 1911. They also created a folk school to teach area kids about reading, writing, and arithmetic, as well as the basics of Danish culture. Solvang remained fairly insulated until the 1940s when the media began to take notice. In 1947, the Saturday Evening Post ran a feature boasting about the town's annual Danish Days celebration. We also spoke with Esther Jacobson-Bates, the executive director of Solvang's Ilverhoi Museum. She said, People started coming looking for that Danish culture. So the local businessmen decided to come together collectively and create this plan that the downtown area would have new buildings built in a Danish style, and existing buildings would transition from Western to Danish fronts. Like Helen, Solvang's provincial look may have been developed in response to business interests, but Bates says the town is still rooted in Danish culture and that the cultural links to Denmark remain strong. That includes regular visits from Danish royalty and ambassadors, as well as a student exchange program. 
Wine lovers and cinephiles alike may recognize Solvang and the surrounding area as the setting for the 2004 Academy Award-winning film Sideways. Solvang's is a similar story to the one behind Frankenmuth, Michigan, also known by locals as Little Bavaria, a small batch of Lutheran missionaries from Germany established the town in 1844. The settlement served as a fairly insular community for German immigrants until after World War II, when interstate highways and the infrastructure boom made it easier to reach the Muth from nearby cities like Detroit. Today, the town welcomes about 3 million tourists per year to its German-style village. Frankenmuth's annual Bavarian Fest may be the biggest event on the local calendar, but like any self-respecting Alpine town, it also celebrates Oktoberfest each year. Visitors can expect lots and lots of pretzels, if not that many German accents. Today's episode was written by Chris Opfer and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other curious topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.